Gemma couldn't poop. She's holding up the podcast. Gosh dang it, Gemma. She did 18 laps around the neighborhood and wouldn't wouldn't take a squat. Did she finally get it done? She did. Had a girl. Give the old leg kicks after. She did take a shit. Yep. Grass. Fling that grass. Cover it up. Not sure why they do that. Nothing to see here. Are they trying to cover up their poop or why do, why do they do that? I don't know. It's a good question. Something, to, I, something to ask your local veterinarian. You know, it's funny. I've seen coyotes do that on the trail camera. So it's definitely a canine thing. Yeah, it's a canine. Definitely a canine thing. What the hell are they doing when they kick their legs? After cover, Sometimes cover it's poops. after a pee, too. Really? Nelly, Nelly hasn't started doing that yet. She's just a... She squats and then fucking bolts. Like it's like the best thing ever just happened to her. I'm Googling it right now. Oh, we got a we got a new addition to the Goose Chasing Podcast. Dean's when you Google. It says when your dog kicks up grass behind himself or herself after he poops or she poops, he's simply trying to mark his or her territory. Naturally. I guess that's it. That Your wasn't as had... exciting as uh, I no. thought it was going to be. No, I thought there was going to be some crazy shit going on there. Your dog heads outside to use the bathroom, does his business, and then starts kicking backwards toward the mess. <laughs> what? Who, said, who said it was a mess? What if it was a smooth criminal? <laughs> That's it. Just trying to mark their territory. It's oh, only messy oh, if it was taco night. All right, this one has a little bit of a better answer. All right, let's hear it. Uh, this one has a little bit of a best, better answer. Let's see. Dogs have glands in their paws. Stephen Glansberg's. No shit. In, in their paws that release... Pheromones that trigger social interaction with other dogs. These pheromones from dogs' feet last longer than the scent of urine or feces, making them more effective as a communication tool. Wow. It's like a freaking scrape. I think he wants to communicate. If you've ever sniffed your dog's paws, you'll notice a special, specific smell that isn't always clear. <laughs> isn't always a clear sign that they need a bath or grooming appointment. It's like... It's likely that your pup has recently stimulated that the pads on their paws to produce pheromones and spread their quote-unquote scent. Much better answer. The first guy was just fucking putting that up there for SEO. Yeah. That was well, the real shit. Yep. While these chemical reactions aren't visible to the human eye, they're as powerful as putting a mailbox out in front of your house with your last name on it. To claim wow. property. <laughs> See, Gemma just wanted to find the right. She was trying to communicate with the boys in the neighborhood. That's all. She's like, I got to find yep. my right spot. Where's, uh, where's Henry going to be walking walking down the street later so he can smell me? And we need out. to communicate. Yeah, it says the behavior dates back thousands of years when dogs lived in the wild and were responsible for fending off prey. Oh, Gemma, just trying to get the boys and fend off prey. That's it. She's like, hmm, 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 hmm. This is my yard. This is my yard. I know there's other dogs in this neighborhood, and they don't need to come in my yard. <laughs> or maybe very, they do. Very come interesting, in, boys. Very interesting. It's the, it's the communication scrape for canines. I mean, you just think about it, all four-legged animals that can't talk. They talk. They do. With their paws. <laughs> they talk with the paws. They're posit positively communicating. And not the front paws. They normally talk with the back paws. Well, That's hilarious. 
Next time I take a dump, I'm gonna friggin' kick my feet back and see if see if someone notices. See if Elena comes in the room and says, Are you trying to tell me something? She's like, Oh my gosh, my stud has been been here recently. Did you just work out? Did you just work out? Are you trying to work me out? <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, good start to this podcast, man. Oh, wow. We need it. We got to do more early morning ones. I feel like it just hops right up. The day is fresh. The day is fresh. The tent is pitched, and I don't know. The birds are chirping. <laughs> the old birdies are chirping. Morning wood is in full tilt. <laughs> no, no pun intended, and no tilt, and no in, tilt in ten. in this in this wood. <laughs> this wood is still very very stern. <laughs> anyway, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. Goose chasing. We are back. It is a beautiful. I don't even know what day it is. It doesn't matter. You're listening to this on a Wednesday, and that's all that matters. It's hump day. Just get you through the week, one hump day at a time. But Goose Chasing brought to you by Tag and Brag and Tag and Brag Productions. Also brought to you by Tag and Brag Apparel. Go to our website at tagandbrag.co to pick out the apparel of the month and uh, Tag and Brag Land Management. Kind of um, getting into the heat of things in the land management. It's officially June, baby. No more turkey season. Wow, I didn't even realize. The birdies are chuckling no more, although they probably are still gobbling their faces off. They're probably starting to gobble more now than than uh, than ever, but turkey season is in the rear view, and it is all whitetails from here on out. That's a good feeling. My loins just got a little pulsated. Flicking the switch. I love it. I can love it. Speaking of that, Got some good news this past week. You know, the actually also speaking of that, we gotta remember um, there's there's draw dates coming up. Check your Onyx and your hunting fool. Well, if you got the executive membership on Onyx Maps, you can check your hunting fools portion of the app or the, your hunting hunting fools app to check the uh, application dates. Um, but we are rounding the corner and actually by the time this podcast airs it will probably be past time to buy your Iowa preference point so you yeah, got to get on there June 4th you got to get on there and buy your point buy your point we got to get to that state here soon bro i heard they got some biggins they got some doozies well we uh were well we're close. A couple years mean? away from from being able to go there. Oh, this will be. I think this will be fourth point. I th- I think it's my th- it's my third. So probably got a got a chance of drawing next year, but probably in in two years it's a guarantee. Yeah, let's fucking go, Rhode Island, baby. We're gonna sit right next to Mark and Terry. Hey, hey, Mark, hey, Terry. Probably could. I mean, if you wanted to, probably could try to draw next year. And if Do you lose your points if you try and draw? No way. You, you, no. Okay. Well, no, I don't you, know. You gain it. Obviously, if you, if you draw, you do. Well, yeah, but you don't lose them just trying. No, get that wouldn't make it. Get rich yeah. or die trying. No, that wouldn't make any sense. No, I don't know, man. You know, you put all your eggs in one basket, you send it on down the conveyor belt, and uh, no, because if something pops out at the end of the other side, yeah, because if you don't draw, you get a point, so they wouldn't clear your previous points and then just give you a well, one. Well, then what are we waiting for, man? Why don't we just put ourselves into the pool? Put ourselves into the pool. Well, we got to find somewhere to go first. True. Truth. Big George, where you at, buddy? Where you at, Big George? 
You got any spots in Iowa we can sit next to Lee and Tiffany or something? Please, 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 please. I'll film you. You film me. I will. Do it. I'll shoot I an eight point, too. I I'll shoot an eight point. I promise it'll only be an eight point. I won't mess this up this time. I will. I will. <laughs> I will film you if you will film me. Let's film each other. I will. I promise. I will. I will. But. Got some uh, results this week, and uh, your boy drew a tag in the coveted state of Kansas. And I'm pretty fired up. First time ever. First time Trying. First time applicant, first time drawer. Son of a gun. We're going I, to Kansas, baby. We got a Kansas tag. I'm not, I, I didn't draw, though, but it's okay, because I'll probably draw next year. Either way, we're going to Kansas. And if it works out well, you could probably, you know, hop onto my group and and draw. draw And and you'll probably draw again. Double dip, baby. I love the old double dip. We played the system. Mm -hmm. Kansas, we're coming for you. Honestly, if there's like even outside of Iowa, obviously, I I think everybody would love to uh, have an Iowa whitetail tag in their pocket if you're a coveted whitetail hunter but since i've been young a young boy watching the old bone collector boys beat around the bush um kansas has probably been my the top place that i want to go whitetail hunt yeah i agree i just i mean the amount of bucks the visibility the Reactions, the reaction, yeah, the huntability, the reaction to calls, the big deer, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. I want to go and we're going. Hell yeah. We're going to see a harvest moon in Kansas. (laughs) Oh man. So new adventures for 2023. Yes, sir. I am looking forward to it. It's not a cheap tag. Yeah, but it's, but it's also, worth it. You get what you pay for, people. This is right. You got to learn that in life. You get what you paid for. There ain't anything free in this mofo. This is probably true. the most. And I wouldn't even say that. Like the Ohio non-resident tags are relatively inexpensive. I feel like compared to other states, but I don't know, man. Ohio. As much as I love it, I know I have a little stigmatism because i haven't put a tag on a whitetail in ohio in quite some time but i just feel like the hunting is drastically drastically changing and i mean there's obviously still big deer all over the place but with the uh with the amount of people coming in that i mean the floodgates are just wide open for anybody and everybody who wants to come in you can bait the season is four months long like i don't know i just uh maybe it'll be fine but i foresee some changes in the near future yeah i mean the only thing keeping ohio relevant is the one buck yeah is the one buck thing but and one week of gun season yeah just one week of gun season but yeah it's it's wide open so definitely uh it's definitely a popular state to lease ground in because you can always come and get a tag and yeah, non-residents from the bordering states definitely are, if you're a, if you like deer hunting, you're probably buying an Ohio tag. Well, I mean, and it's, it's drastically changed the price of land and yes. the price of leasing land. I mean, it's, Almost, I mean, leasing land in Ohio is almost, unless you're in some of the remote areas that aren't super, or the remote counties that aren't super big for whitetail, then good luck finding a lease. Unless or wanna... unless, I mean, if you have endless cash or if you have a way to make money on your lease, but I, I don't even know how you would do that. I mean, unless you're leasing it to farm. Which a lot of the good, good whitetail ground is not like heavily, heavily agricultured, if that makes sense. 
but yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, it's interesting, and it'll be interesting to see if things change, if if laws change, if you know all that good jazz. I, I do. I think in a couple. I think within a couple years, we'll be the the baiting will be done with. I think that'll that'll be interesting. That'll be a complete game changer because there will be, especially if they keep it at one buck, which I don't see why they wouldn't. But all of the urban hunting is going to almost dimi- is going to diminish. Yeah, because there. Yeah, the, well, the, it's gonna, I mean, otherwise you're going to be sitting on a four or five acre piece of land, and you're just going to be. You're not. You have no way to attract deer. Unless you're putting no. in a lot, yeah, you don't have room to put in a little food plot or whatever. So you got to just hunt. That, that's going to take away those people aren't going to hunt like that. Well, I mean, not, not as much. Not as much. No, you're still going to have the guys that are like, I don't give a shit. It's my land. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Well, yeah, but a freaking corn pile behind their house and they're going to sit under their deck and fucking let the crossbow eat. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be crazy. If definitely that, gonna if that happens. That will definitely change. That would definitely change a lot for sure. But I don't know. We'll see. I suppose. Dude, there was a, there's a story that I want to talk about, and Dad sent that pic last weekend up at camp. We posted it, and it it got a I mean it got a pretty decent amount of attention, but. It was a picture, and we can pull it up for all the YouTube watchers out here, of uh, the tree stand that, I don't know, I guess it was a kind of a famous, famous stand in our arsenal. We had a, probably, what was it, like a 10 to, or 8 to 10 foot ladder, old ladder stand, and it was on this massive, massive pine tree down in our bottom, and we wanted to, like, in this, when you're in the stand, the way the pine branches kind of went over the back side, I mean, you, you were pretty much completely blocked off from your back side, but, all, but the deer often traveled, like, from behind you, up and under you, or vice versa, and so it kind of eliminated, like, 50% of your hunting. So we, I think it was you, Dad, and was it Brendan? that put that wooden stand up might be right. I think it was. And I don't even know how you guys got the, it was a man. It, it, it was a ladder stand that went up to then a man-made tree stand. And it was the old school ways that we grew up hunting where you just picked a couple trees, you nailed some two by fours as braces to the trees. You put a piece of plywood down as the platform and you maybe tried to make a little seat out of something in the tree to make it comfortable. And that was pretty much it. I mean, oftentimes once we started hunting, my dad would branches at like waist level so that you had a little bit of a, I don't know, just a little bit of like a, a safety net so you didn't fall or it was just kind of like a little rail that you could right behind, blind. And that got the tree stand up like another six feet from the ladder stand. So now you could see everything you needed to behind you because you could see over the, the pine branches that were kind of drooping down and you still basically had the same visibility in front of you. But it made the stand, you know, pretty universal. Um, and man, if that tree stand could talk, um, I don't know. There would be a lot of stories to tell. But it, my dad went down. He was, he was beaver hunting. <laughs> we got a beaver issue going on, and we got a nuisance permit. So he was down there grinding away at them beavers, and. Uh, he, he drove past the stand, which we don't normally go by because it's way down at the bottom. And the massive, the one of the massive, massive pine trees, like, I don't even think it uprooted. It just kind of fell. It's like a cracked, yeah. yeah. We've had, I mean, we definitely had some 
high wind storms in I think end of March, maybe in April, because there was there's random trees down on the property. A so big, a couple big ones. So yeah, the uh, that massive pine tree fell obviously completely dismantled the wooden portion of the stand and the ladder stand is now kind of perpendicular to the ground with the feet of it sticking out but you know just kind of the end of an era in that tree there was a lot of I, I remember a lot of hunts in that tree but the the I think the very first hunt out of the wooden portion of that stand I killed what was like, I don't know, like our first, like good, good buck with a bow. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It was the first like good buck. Yeah. Great buck. And Dean was hunting. We were kind of, I mean, we were only a couple hundred yards apart. Dean was up the hill a little bit in the stand that we call four corners. And I was down the hill on the bottom and uh, it was one of those rut days in November. It was November 12th. It had to be 2006. That's a long fucking time ago. Um, but it was one of those days. I remember the morning hunt so well. I saw four different bucks. Two or three of them were like what I would consider good bucks or what I would have considered good bucks at the time. Every one of them was chasing i had this probably two and a half year old seven point that was running a doe like right under my stand and this was a different i was in a completely different area of our property probably had one of the better mornings of hunting that i had ever had up until that point and you i think you had basketball or something and you came up for an afternoon hunt if i remember um yeah my weekends were you were not there during the morning hunt. It was just dad and I. I know that. That's probably why I always had basketball in the mornings when I was middle school, high school. Yeah. So De- Dean comes up in the afternoon and you know, we all oftentimes we hunted together still at that, you know, at that point we weren't filming or anything. You know, there was there was always talk about getting the cameras out or whatever. But I mean, we were, I don't know, 17, I was 17 or 18 years old at that point. You were 15 or 16, something like that. So Dean's, one of Dean's favorite stands was, is a stand we call four corners, like all the way in the back of our property where he shot his first buck. Um, He was notorious for letting, letting it rip back there. So I I know you wanted to get into that stand and i'm like well if you're gonna go back there i'm just gonna walk back there with you yeah which at the time like you know if you had a hot morning or if you had like a a good day in a tree stand you weren't leaving why would you move you know it's like uncle jeffrey says don't if you're fishing you're catching fish don't leave fish to find fish never keep catching well i went against the grain there and uh we went, Dean and I made the maiden voyage all the way to the back side of our property. Um, I dropped Dean off at four corners and then I made my way down the hill and I got into, I don't even remember what we called, if that stand had a name or what. I don't even know if it did. But I crawled up into the ladder stand and then shimmied my way up into the into the man-made wooden portion of the stand. And honestly, at that point for me, like I had an awesome morning. I was just kind of like very laissez-faire about the afternoon hunt. Like I, it, it warmed up. Yeah. It was like, I remember it was like 60 degrees and sunny. So you were, it was just one of those afternoons where you were kind of like baking and well, at least you were down in the hemlocks, but I was up on the ridge and I was baking in the sun. It was like, it didn't feel like anything was going to happen, but stuff was happening. Yeah, it was it, the deer. Were, it was just, I mean, it was probably just those couple days on our property specifically where the does were hot and shit was just going wild. But I remember I got down there, I got set up, whatever. I'm sitting there and I get 
my bleep can out and I tip the can a couple times, give it the old <laughs> and uh dude, right away this like six point comes out of our bottom and he would like I could tell. I mean it was within minutes of my call and he came out and he was in, he was trying to investigate. Like he wanted to figure out what was happening, where where that was coming from, whatever. And that freaking deer comes right under me, right under the stand. He's sniffing around, whatever. And then he starts making his way up towards Dean. And at that time, I don't know, I think I don't know what the legality is of the um, radios now in New York. But at that time, you could use them. You could. We had the little walkie-talkies, and for us, it was kind of like even more just like a safety thing. My dad could kind of keep. Yeah, we had on what we were. I don't even know if we had. And we just did. We even have cell phones then. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think. But not ones that we were using in the it woods. Was a, for sure. Yeah, there was no way to com- even if you did have a cell phone, it wasn't going to work. So, right, there right. was no way to communicate. So, Sometimes we I would just been, like pick times, like oh, turn your radio on at ten o'clock, you know, right. or whatever, just so we could check in and make sure everyone's all good. Yep. <laughs> so, so I. I hit Dean up on the radio. I'm like, hey, boy, you got your ears on up there? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, like, give a grunt or a bleat or something. You know, I got this little buck down here. See if he see if he makes his way up there. And I think you gave a couple calls. I couldn't even hear him. But the, this deer was, you know, kind of up between us at that point. And sure enough, he came right up to yeah, me. Yeah, he came he? right up to me. I can't even remember and, if I was... I, I can't honestly I can't remember if I was trying to shoot him or I don't think I was. No, I don't think I don't think either well, I don't think either of us were. It was just it was a we small, were just Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a small deer, but it was it was only like three, three like it was relatively early when all the stuff went down. Well, that's I mean literally I got in the stand and I made the like I got set up. And I made those calls and I mean, it was, it was within 10, 15 minutes of getting set up and he came out right away and he was, he was looking for Poon. Yeah. I had other, I had another small buck. I remember behind me that was kind of just deer. I was hunting and at that time we had just like somewhat recently logged our property up there. So there was a lot of treetops and there was a lot of cover up in the hardwoods. So there was. I had some deer on me, but, um, but yeah, I remember in the midst of calling, (laughs) I, uh, I heard these like sticks break up on this, up on this hill. I don't even, it had to be three 34 o'clock. It wasn't, it was relatively early. Yeah. I mean, it was, and I, yeah, from the neighboring property, I see this doe like launch over the ridge and she's just running. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And literally 15 yards behind her, this, I mean, all I'm seeing is giant set of horns, just, oh just on her ass. Just, I mean, they're just running through the woods. And I'm like, holy, I remember grabbing my grunt call. Cause I was like, you know, I, I, I picked it up and then I'm like, just staring at the deer running through the woods. I'm like, this isn't going to, not going to do a damn thing right now. Like all <laughs> I can do is watch and hope he she runs by me which she did not um but i remember them like doing a couple zigzags through the woods they went over another ridge dumped down into the bottom and i just watched them like just running the whole time running easing into the bottom and then like all of a sudden the light bulb went off and i'm like holy shit like this deer is literally i'm i can almost see like the tree david's in I can just see the cluster of trees and obviously can't see them. It's so like thick down there, but they're literally running right at it. Like right at the tree. It was, it was <laughs> nuts. And I'm like, I, yeah, I was like, Oh my God, he's going to get a shot. He's going to get a shot. And I'm like, Oh, but the deer's <laughs> running. Like what's going to happen. And it was like the deer disappeared. And I was just, they literally disappeared. It felt like under his tree. And I'm just wait. I was just waiting. Cause I couldn't see him. I didn't know what the hell was going on it was yeah and there's deep it was there was these two other bucks were still within 30 yards of me and i remember looking (laughs) at them and they're just watching the two deer like holy shit 
Like stuff's going down. I can't go mess with them. Dude, I just remember I was I was in the tree, you know, and I you you had called that little buck in. I mean, it was just it was a beautiful yeah, it was day. Nice, nice afternoon. And man, I just I hear the the leaves like rustling and it's getting louder and louder at a very rapid pace. And I'm like, you know, it like it was one of those moments where like you just you don't even know what to do, but you you kind of know what's about to happen, but you don't know what it is or what it's what it's going to be, yeah. you know. And I'm just hearing these leaves rustling. I mean, it sounded like a pack of cattle just raging through the woods at full speed. And I'm sitting there. And so my back is up against the pine, the one big pine. And off to my left is the back, like technically like the backside of the tree where you couldn't see before. And it's kind of like this, I don't know, maybe like a quarter acre little brush, um, kind of almost like a little CRP patch. Um, and, you know, if the deer are in it, you could get a shot. They would walk. There was a couple noticeable trails that went right through it. And one, like, they kind of crossed right in the middle. Um, and then off to my right was more of like a little bit more of like a hardwoods setting. I had a little bit more open shooting there. Um, and so these, these deer are running down the hill. They're going to, they sound like they're going to come right to my left. And all of a sudden, like, out from under the pines, this doe comes out and she is literally looked like she has been running a marathon and her tongue is hanging out. She is panting. I mean, she was out of breath. She comes into the little CRP patch and she's running like kind of, I guess, parallel with the way that I was facing. So she's running at like 30 yards and no sooner did she break through, I mean, same, probably same reaction that you had, like that buck busted through them pines. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Holy we don't normally, shit. Is, we don't normally see bucks this big. And no way, dude. That, that is a giant. Like I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. She gets right into the middle of the CRP patch and there's like a cross of the of the path of like the main deer trail in there. And dude, she takes a hard right and comes right at me, right at me. Now, meanwhile, those pine branches that were kind of blocking the backside of the ladder stand are, are right at my feet basically. So I can't shoot right under the tree at yeah, all. It's like I got, I got to get it. I need like 15 yard clearance on either side of the tree to get a shot. I mean, that's part of what made the stand so awesome is the de- there was no way in hell the deer were seeing you up no. there. So she comes run like she takes a hard right, runs right at me. Obviously, he's following, and she gets up under the stand. I don't. I just lost where she was. My focus was on him at this point. I draw. He's coming right at me, and like, dude, just out of reaction, I tried to stop him a couple times. He stops. He's kind of in, in in the area where I can't really, all I can see, I look down, he stops. He has no clue what's going on. I can't really see his head, but I can see like, I have a probably be a one foot in diameter opening in the pines. And all I can see was like the backside of his shoulder and vitals. And I'm like, I'm already drawn. And I was like, holy oh, yeah. shit. There it is. Freaking lowered my pin, settled my pin. Dude, I squeezed that off. It was the like, literally the best feeling shot that I've ever taken in my life. Probably still to this day. Because <laughs> it just happened so quick. You didn't have time to think. Yeah, you had you no didn't have time, time to, to make a bad decision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, I watched the whole I watched this blood hole open up, like literally right behind the the V of his shoulder. And I knew, like right when I saw that, I'm like, that deer is done. done. He ran straight away from me and into this thicket I couldn't see. And I just heard him crash through the creek. Like it sounded like 
a freaking whitewater raft was just going down the creek. A couple bounds through the creek, and then it kind of like, it went silent. And I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, holy fuck. I couldn't see anything. I'm freaking out. I, I knew at that point, I'm like, I just smoked that fucker. Like, I smoked that thing. And I get on the radio, and you could probably tell the story better than I can at that point because I was in complete blackout mode. But I was, I literally went nuts. I went friggin' nuts. Oh, my God. No, I remember because I was just sitting there waiting. Like, I was like, tell me something. Tell me something. Like, I was, I'm like, something's going to happen. He's either going to miss something like or whatever. He's there. But yeah, I remember you going nuts on the radio and then I went, I was probably going more nuts than you were just because I just witnessed all this sort of happen from my tree. Dude, I was, I was punching the, punching my tree because I just saw how big the deer was. Like, it wasn't like you, it wasn't like you were excited to be like, oh, I just shot a nice one and I don't know. So I don't like, I literally watched the deer all the way through my woods. I could see how giant the body was and I was just like, I, I know he just shot a huge deer. Yeah. And I mean, at that point, at that point in our hunting journey, like that, that type of deer was kind of, it it was kind of like untouchable or so we thought, especially up in New York. Like you, you didn't, you didn't see those deer on the regular up there, whether you got a shot at them or not, you just didn't see them. Maybe Maybe like once a season you would, you know, you would have an encounter of, yeah, of a deer like that. But there was, same thing though, we didn't, we weren't even running trail cameras yet at that point. No, I mean that, I'm trying to remember, that may have been like a time where they just were getting introduced and we, if we had one out, it was one and they just weren't, you didn't know how to run them. Right. You're talking about, I mean, this was 17, 18 years ago. I mean, we didn't even know when we started running trail cameras, number one, they weren't very good or reliable Two, We had no idea where to put them. <laughs> no, you, you didn't like, you didn't think to put them on like a scrape. You were just kind of like, well, you know, let's put it on a trail. Put it was on a trail, of, yeah. call the trail camera. So it's got to go on a trail, put it on a trail or a field. You thought like if any deer walked into this field, it was just going to happen. It's going to take pictures, but we didn't, you didn't know. You didn't know what deer were in there, which was no, which was a cool past time. I think, uh, you know, you just, you didn't know a deer were there. And right. the way those deer, the way that buck was running, um, I'm sure, I'm sure that was part of his core or was, like it was part of his living area. I'm sure. But it seemed like that deer could have come from four miles away. Easily in about four just and because, a half minutes. Just cause where I could see and where I knew he'd come from, like where I knew he, came from he was covering ground like it wasn't like oh they were doing a doing circles in a core area like they were kind of going straight lined yeah and i'm like and they were just they covered a lot of ground from when i heard them to where i saw them walk you know run all the way by and then toward the way where they got to you but yeah insane hunt um yeah, I remember just, I remember we had to go all the way out. We couldn't cross the creek because it's so deep. Well, I remember after that, Dad and Uncle Jimmy were up there with us. Dad ended up shooting it. Dad was like way, he was up on the neighboring property, I think. And I I believe, didn't didn't he shoot a doe or something after that? Because he was just like, ah. I can't. Somebody shot have... a, what, Dad or Uncle Jimmy shot a doe. Somebody else shot another deer that same, yeah. that same day. Well, it was, I mean, we, we actually may have been a button buck. There's a good, op, there's a very probably <laughs> 75, 25 chance that it was actually a button buck. Um, but it was, it was early in the, in the afternoon still. So we were, you know, we were sitting it out essentially. And I remember after that, you remember the other eight point that came through? Yeah. On that side of the hunter trip. Did he come down from, or did he? Did he come up from you or? No, he came. He literally, he came. He, came, he literally took their trail. Reversed it. No, he didn't revert. He literally took their trail and he went okay. down to you. And then I think he laid down. Yeah, down yeah, by, yeah. That's down what he, somewhere that's, by you. Yeah, he came right down their trail. You couldn't get him because that, I mean, it was probably I like a two, two and a half year old eight point. Yeah, at the time yeah. you were, 
you were letting that one rip, but um, he came, he came down, and he was just circling like that little witch hazel CRP area. That it was nose to the ground, and he was just zigzagging like he smelled her, but he couldn't figure out where she was. And then he literally just laid down in the middle of it, like I'm gonna just wait here, and hopefully she comes back. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it, once again. From the morning to the afternoon, it was one of the craziest rut hunting days that I've ever, ever experienced. It was just, it was just one of them days. One of those days when it's popping, you just gotta stay in until it happens. Well, so I remember then dad drove the unit back. He drove the, 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 uh, rhino back to us. Remember he picked you up and then you guys drove down, um, was it? Yeah, you guys drove down to me. No. Yeah. No, no, Dad found that thing before we did because he was on the other side of the creek. No, but he started on our side. He crossed and he was gone. Like oh. he literally, he came down to us. We found first blood. I mean, the deer only ran twenty to thirty yards before he was in the creek. Dad yeah. was, <laughs> Dad was in that gone. creek and gone. Like he was finding that deer. There was zero doubt about that. He was going to figure out a way to find that deer. And he got on the other side, obviously picked up blood right away. And we could hear him over there, like rustling through the brush. And all of a yeah. sudden he was like, oh, my oh God, God, what a buck. And yeah. he's freaking out. And Dean and I were like, what do we do? What do we do? Like, How do we like, get over there? <laughs> he had to have he had to been soaked. He uh, had to, been soaked. Had to be because it was the, the creek was not crossable where. That's why no. it sounded like hell when the deer was crossing the creek because he was probably going through a couple feet of water. Yeah, our creek's always it's always deep, and then there's always freaking beavers in there damming it up, so it floods the whole thing out. It's always it's always at minimum two feet, three feet deep. Right. So, and he probably just he probably just literally went right through it, or oh, he is, yeah, he was, or something. He was in he was in major dad recovery mode, and I'm finding this deer. We're gonna figure it out. And he, I mean, he found them and then you and I got in the unit. I remember and it like literally pedal to the metal all oh. the way up on our property, all the way on the backside, back through the cabin, up to the road, down the road, into the front field, back in the front field. And finally was able to get my, our hands on them. And that picture that we posted with both of our hats kind of cocked sideways and stuff like that was the, uh celebratory hero pick and it i mean it was it was um it was epic to say the least that was an epic epic, epic journey dude did you see oh i'm just looking at my phone the, i mean obviously i'm not cutting that story off but <laughs> travis and jason are talking about the the post or the note that somebody wrote <laughs> about tackling derrick henry so they they read the whole thing on their podcast that wait I, that Kiefer wrote yeah no dude, way it's on the podcast no fucking way and they're discussing it dude that is amazing what how did they get it i don't know on the thing it looks like it's five out of a hundred out of a hundred times dude that is insane Unless that's just totally random, dude, and it's not Kiefer's, but they are literally talking about the same thing. That's yeah. hilarious. That's Holy hilarious. Shit. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's Kiefer's. I gotta watch this. It's the the what Jason is saying is the. Is how many times could an average male tackle Derrick Henry in an Oklahoma drill out of 100 attempts? Okay, maybe it's not because it's not out of 100. My friends and I have had this debate for years, and I think I could do it at least five out of 100 times. I am 170 pounds. Optimistic. I'm 170 pounds. <laughs> Very optimistic. 5'10 and fairly athletic. I'm not really quite sure what fairly athletic means. As long as I don't get <laughs> fairly athletic. Well. Five out of 100 times, it's a point 
0.5% chance that he's going to get him done? No, that's a 5% chance. I was about to say, where? 0.5 out of 10 times. It's just hard to imagine Oklahoma drill being done 100 times. That's where my head's at with this. Like, that's a lot of Oklahoma drill. Usually, they do it out like out of 5 or 10 times. Can't you get them? I think he just knows if it was was 5% of 10. Like, how far are we scaling this up to where we're saying you can get (laughs) Derrick Henry down? That is hilarious. One of our, one of our, uh, one of our buddies is convinced that if we gave him ten tries, that he could tackle Derrick Henry. This is uh, one of our buddies that we are in a fantasy fantasy league with, and this league has been going on now. What is this? The twelfth year? Pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, eleventh or twelfth. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our our buddy Nick. <laughs> says that he could uh, tackle Derrick Henry. So everybody's – we got Dino and the boys are coming down to Nashville this weekend, actually, and one of our other buddies took it upon himself to DM Derrick Henry and say that we will all be in Nashville together this weekend and also that one of our buddies is pretty convinced that he could tackle Derrick Henry. And if there was any way that we could set up a – actual simulation of this event, then uh, I don't even know what he bribed them with. <laughs> a good time, a laugh or two, I don't really know, but it's pretty funny that Jason and Travis Kelsey were literally just talking about the same exact thing on pod, on their podcast. Hilarious. Hilarious. Derek Henry's a big man. He's a big man. He's a big man with a lot of power and a lot of steam behind that run. Nick could definitely tackle him, though. You I mean, think he could tackle him? Let's be real. Okay. You have to. One, I mean, you, if, I you kind of have to define like what's a tackle because at you minimum, get him to the ground. Yeah. You got to get him to the ground. Doesn't, doesn't matter. That's it. But like, got, he the, can't be run. He can't be in a running motion anymore. Get he, him on the ground. He would. Uh, Nick would 100% do this. 100%. All like the 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 worst case scenario is you wrap him up and he's just like doing one of those. Yeah. You know. And then so do you count? Like, what does that count as? There's got to be like a time limit, you know, between first contact and you know and ta- like you know same thing they do in football. Like if you still got forward progress or whatever, and you're still on your feet, they blow the whistle. I'm sorry. If you don't have forward progress, but you're still on your feet, they blow the whistle. That's to me. That's not a tackle. He's got to yeah. be on the ground. Definitely can do that. Like you can wrap him up and make it so the dude's not gonna like someone else would just smother him. You know. Yeah. But I think he would do it. Also, like let's just put put this scenario out there. Like from the ten yard line. Okay. You got a. Center, a quarterback, and Derrick Henry. And then you got Nick on the other side. You know, the yeah. center can't do any blocking. Quarterback can't do anything other than hand Derrick Henry the ball. So now he's got a couple yards of, like, building up that steam. And then Nick's got to try and tackle him before he gets in the end zone. Yeah. You think he's doing mm, No. No. Well, I just <laughs> yeah, no fucking way. But I go back to, I don't. That's that's so hard. But I go back to, you'll like he could stop him a hundred percent. He could stop him. But I just feel like it's gonna. The only way to do it is to wrap him up, like wrap his legs up. That's the only yeah, way to do it. His legs are gotta be huge, right? But anybody, I could. I'm not saying I would stop him, but I could. I could. Out of ten times, one of them I could figure out how to grab his shoe, and you hold on to that thing. You're not letting go of a shoe like it's a freaking anchor. So, me, I probably wouldn't Dude. do anything to Derrick Henry. He'd probably just be like a fucking, you know, extra shirt on that guy, and he's running still at full speed. Nick, <laughs> Nick, could at minimum do that. Does Derrick Henry fall over because he's trying to run? Maybe. Does he just kind of? drag you like 10 yards he could probably drag you a couple yards and he's in the end zone so i don't know that's hard but yeah that's that's the only way you're tackling him is by grabbing his foot and hoping he trips you're not gonna like 
power him over, obviously. No, absolutely not. Not at 175 pounds. No. And the chances are, too, that what you got to, the risk you're taking here is as you're lunging at the guy's leg, like him, his leg, like powering through you is probably going to not, it's probably going to knock you out. It's going to destroy you. Yeah. It's going to destroy you. That's why you had to, you'd have to be so strategic on how you do it. Like I would literally only go for his foot. I wouldn't even chance doing it. Dude, even his foot, even his foot, the fucking, his foot, he's got to wear like probably like a 13 or a 14 or something. His foot has to be so powerful. Like that thing is just, I think you're, you're like a little rag on the end of his shoe and he's just kind of shaking you off. You got two things that you, you could allow this to happen a little bit better like when he he's got to anticipate a little bit of the contact so he's going to do one of two things he's either going to probably try to jump over you because he's a monster yeah then you're taking a foot to the cheek that yeah but then all you got to do is get that foot and he's done so that's a tackle go up so if he jumps i think advantage nick (laughs) if you can grab if you can get him but like if you can get him jumping over you two if he anticipates the contact and he like puts the shoulder down, like I'm gonna run this kid over. You're if fucked. you can, if you well, if you can get below, if you can get below him, and still get the foot, then he's done too, because all his momentum's already going like down because he's anticipating the contact. If he just says I'm gonna straight up stay in my position and run right through you, then God bless. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be. That's what he's saying 100% of the time when it's one-on-one and he's facing a dude that's 5'10", 175. Yeah, but he might say, like, I'm just going to lower my shoulder and and put this put, put this kid in the, this into dude. the dirt. And, <laughs> and you can kind of do one of those, like, slide below, slide below the shoulder, like, literally we, almost just put yourself on the ground and grab the foot and poop. He's over. We got we to gotta make this happen. We got to make know. this happen. We, we, we got to get like we got to get in the teammates DMs. We got to we got to get a hold of Derrick Henry. They got OTAs right now. They got to be in town. They have to be. This is this is this is a yeah. perfect opportunity. Yeah, it but would, is, is Derrick Henry in town? All the guys will be here to witness, you know, this happening. I mean, we got to figure this out. We could do it right on Broadway. It'll be sick. Pad up. Pad up and close the streets. Hilarious, but yeah, I mean the the stiff arm alone could. I don't the know. The stiff arm alone could make you lose your like probably three or four days. I feel like. Oh, definitely could break fourteen ribs with one stiff arm. Yeah, I, it's that's got to be. But I I think out of ten times, I. My money, if I had a thousand dollars to put on it, I would put on it that he is ta- he's gonna get him, he's gonna tackle him one time. Wow, man, that's such a tough bet to take, dude. There's, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I got a lot man. of faith in Nick. I mean, I, I, I do, I got a lot of faith in Nick, I do, and I, but that's just you know, I think he makes him shimmy a little bit, but I guess we got to define the tackle, like you said, we got to define yeah. the tackle. How I is think he could up? get him. Yeah, I think he could stop him or get him to the ground. I don't know what somebody like said. Tried. Somebody said the Oklahoma drill is that just like one v one, like sumo style? I mean, I never played football before. I so. think Oklahoma is like it's it's a pursuit. Like you, it's like a halfback. You know, it's like a running back toss, and you're both pursuing to like the outside. Oh Jesus Christ! He's got no chance, dude. That's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm saying you have to. That's why I'm saying like you're both kind of going at each other, and you got to like. If you give, that, that's why Jason's like, I like you can't do that a hundred times. No way, you can't do no that ten way. Times. Yeah, ten times, and you are you might as well just call the ambulance now. If and that both, dude has momentum, you are done. Any normal civilian is completely fucked. I'm sorry, you have no chance. Like, so when I played. I've I've had one, <laughs> I had one year, no, I, I had two years under my belt playing football, and I was I'm not a big man now. I was even smaller then, <laughs> uh, but I remember I had a couple. I remember this running back from Kenston. This dude was of he was built like a brick shit house, and it was Oak like this was in a game though. 
This yeah. was, it was Oklahoma. Live, it live was Oklahoma drill. drill to the outside. All it was was me and him. That was oh, all God. it was, dude. And I did what I'm picturing Nick would do, and I got my ass ran ran over. Like literally, like I just like took it. But I. But he, the, he didn't go any further either. No, he he put his head down like I'm gonna run this kid over, which he did. But, <laughs> and, but but in the in the process, I grabbed him and he just and he fell. So I tackled him. I got my ass run over. But but he, like you know, I yeah. caught him. I caught him basically and yeah. ran him over. And and his his willingness to run me over put his momentum going right. towards the ground. And I just grabbed his foot and it was down. I got on the like I was on the ground. I was like fuck. I just got my ass. <laughs> licked <laughs> but but i was kind of pumped up because i'm like all right he's on like i did my job he's on the ground yeah, he yeah, probably got an extra guy. two yards because he went through me but but he i got him on the no he didn't get a touchdown so <laughs> that's what i'm picturing gotcha okay kind of kind of happening um and i i yeah i think i think nick could do it i mean dude there's there are corners I, i'm most of the time one-on-one with derrick henry the corners are going to lose like they they just oh lose. but but there's times when they do they make the tackle like they they trip them up or they grab a foot and they they make yeah. the tackle and there are corners in the league that are nick's size or even smaller yeah they're tiny no i, I mean i do agree with that like uh yeah i mean dude newsome on the a couple of these dudes on the browns are not big they're i know not big. they're not big at all yeah so Man, we gotta line this shit up. It would be, that would be absolutely epic. It's gotta it's be somehow. It's definitely one, a one try. Just Derek, just give us one try. One. We don't have to do ten. Just like we just want to see it happen one time. All we need to do is document it one time. Nick goes flying, or maybe he doesn't. Nick tackles him. We go celebrate. Derek can come with us. Bachelor party be fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, he he would do it. I mean, yeah, he would do it. If he doesn't get knocked out on the first try, can you imagine? He, like he would do it. He does it and like fucking tears his Achilles or something. And and, and I got obviously. I I always I'm thinking about this that this quote unquote tackle I made, if you want to call it that. Um, it was on the on the stat sheet. It was a tackle. It was a tackle. But I just think about obviously this dude wasn't Derrick Henry obviously but the size ratio from me to him was probably similar <laughs> from nick to derrick henry like yeah and I mean, also this dude, this, this dude wasn't six four but i i don't even know i was probably like 100 freaking 18 pounds soaking wet when i tackled this kid and he was probably like 100 <laughs> he was literally probably like 190 pounds <laughs> so and i was fucked up dude i was i was <laughs> I was seeing freaking Tweety Bird, like everything. Like I was like, Coach, I gotta come out for a play. Like I was jacked up, but my adrenaline was going so hard because I tackled him. And I was like, Yeah, oh, shit. you probably got chest bumped by like three of your boys too after that. Oh my god, dude, they got licked. But yeah, he did. He went down. So oh, I, I have faith. Funny. I have faith. Nick can do that. Don't let him see let him so let him run your ass. You you almost got to let him run you over. You got to take it. You got to take it and and deal with it in the process. I guess let him run you over and just boop. That is too funny. Grab him. Grab him on the way. Oh my goodness, that's good shit. But... Funny. Well, shit. That is funny shit in, in multiple different ways. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, I don't really know what else we want to get into at this point. Yeah, nothing crazy. Maybe next week we can. Uh, next week, I'm. Hopefully, we'll be plant. Well, hopefully, we'll be planting up at camp. We'll have some good uh, destination springtime food plot stuff to talk about. Um, but. There is still no rain. No, I there next Sunday, June eleventh. There is a forty percent chance in the in the forecast, which means absolutely nothing. But well, we you got to get it in before then because we're going fishing. Yeah, 
I'm planning on getting it in next week regardless and probably just saying a prayer. But right now it is it it is dry. Still bone dry, yeah, it's crazy and very, very unlike unlike the mother nature, especially in the springtime up there. Yeah. Man. Definitely is un, unlike it. So Well, do a little rain dance for us, people. Do a little rain dance. Not too much though. And hopefully next week on uh, Goose Chasing, we'll be talking about or maybe showing proof that our buddy at least attempted to tackle Derrick Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be epic. But in the meantime, y'all know what to do. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel at Tag and Brag. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And obviously, uh, subscribe to our podcast here on spotify we appreciate y'all listening in every single week if you want to hear something just send us a drop us a line shoot us a dm send us a comment whatever you want to hear talk about story you want to hear whatever we're all ears we got a lot more stories to tell on this here goose chasing podcast and as we get closer to the season it's just going to get more buttery on the biscuits i'm I'm looking forward to it bones just starting to grow things are going to start getting exciting here so yes sir but y'all have a fantastic wednesday and we will see you right back here next week on your favorite podcast goose chasing chase them up peace